0: Good stuff. Good stuff. So we got a sad minute.
1: Yeah, this is. Yeah, not to spoil it, but this is probably my least favorite minute of, of the movie
0: so far. I just, <laughs> I just
1: love Mac so much. I'm so
0: bummed to see yeah, it go out. Yeah. I know what's going to happen to our Mac drops. Um, we'll keep them up, but I mean, <laughs> it'll be somber Mac drops. A big I think I saw a. I was reading through your notes. I think I saw you wrote in there. This is my Oh yeah, there it is. This is my least favorite. <laughs> Come attached to Mac. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I I remembered that he died soon. And then when you were like, "Let's record." And you're like minute 62. I was like, "Oh shit. I think I think this is the one where Mac dies." And then I watched it and I was like, "No." And then I immediately had to go write a limerick. <laughs> oh, you already wrote your limerick? I wrote my limerick. Yeah.
1: Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi tragedy Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I'm Jeff Glover. Uh, and today we're bringing you, so sad to say, Minute 72 of Predator. It's a
0: sad minute, John. It's a heavy minute. Heavy minute. We, uh... Not to spoil anything too soon, but we've got some bad news to break to everybody in this minute.
1: Real, real bad news, especially for a character named Mac. Mac! Mac! Mac. 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 Mac! 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 Mac. 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 Mac!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it, but um, Mac, uh, he uh, really does get to meet the Predator here, officially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, m- minute seventy-two. You call the. <laughs> I, look, I went back to the sports references, just oh, hoping nice. I could find a Mac connection, and I did. I, oh, so uh, seventy-two in football has been worn by Too Tall Jones, of course. Hmm. Uh, the uh, effervescent player come broadcaster Dan Deardorff. Uh, yes, Deardorff. Yeah. And, of course, the immortalized Mac Mitchell. Mac. Mac.
0: Mac. 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 Mac! Mac, Mac, Mac! <laughs> who the hell is Mac Mitchell?
1: Mac. Oh, I'm glad you asked who Mac, Mac oh, Mitchell is. Because yeah. I am right-clicking his name, saying Explore <laughs> Mac Mitchell. And it tells me that. Mac Mitchell is a former defensive end in the National Football League, mainly for the Cleveland Browns, who played hmm. in the nineteen seventies.
0: Nice, nice Mac, Mac connection.
1: Thanks. Yeah, yeah just, just number really, seventy two. War number seventy two. We really had to bring it back to Mac Mac mm-hmm. uh, because this is really <laughs> this is really a Mac minute until uh, until
0: it isn't, isn't it? it? It is. Yeah, we get all Mac, Mac. until we don't. All right, so
1: I'll open up minute seventy two minute seventy two opens with Mac moving into flanking position and it ends with Anna Anna stumbling through
0: the jungle. Mm. all right, so should we get into it here? We
1: kind of have to
0: yeah <laughs> all right, so we'll break this minute into two parts as we generally do uh, first part being about the first forty seconds we carry over we've got Dylan Dylan and Mac.
1: Back,
0: back. They're making their way towards the predator Through the jungle uh, Mac is supposedly uh, looking towards the predator back, As back. he wades through the bushes We cut to Dylan, nope. Dylan Also walking through the bushes And we cut to Mac uh, Hitting the ground And then shimmying along On his back And he pauses when he sees back. The three red dots on his arm mm-hmm. We hear some predator clicking uh, he looks up between the logs the red dot moves from his arm area up to his forehead and that's when it happens and what happens. in the notes blammo. <laughs> we get the laser sound blast the camera switches to behind his head and pretty great effect here which we'll talk about but his mm-hmm. head explodes in a red goopy mess <laughs> RIP Mac. And to celebrate Mac, Mac. I have poured out a little glass of whiskey here. I can think of nothing better than a little taste of home. A little taste of home. Mm. Mm. Celebrate Mac. 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 Mm. Mm. Yeah,
1: so (laughs) I'm glad you're joining your Mac Daniels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is delicious.
1: Uh, but yeah, not to spoil things, but I guess to spoil things, this this so far has definitely been my least favorite minute to watch of Predator, just because I've become I've become so attached to Mac, Mac. over uh, the course of the movie. Just I'm just so in love with his character and his mannerisms, and just how real he makes this character, or how real Bill Duke makes makes this character and makes this character sympathetic. He is a character who has been. Suffering, in my opinion, some really long onset PTSD as well as some really short term PTSD and just seeing his uh, best friend die about uh, a little bit less than half hour in movie time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, when we started this project, I did not anticipate Mac Mac. becoming one of my favorite characters Mm -hmm. or really started to become sort of the centerpiece of our podcast, right? Yeah. He's he's really become one of our favorite people to talk about in this film. And uh, his, his everyone shouting his name has obviously become iconic and is really fun for us. Matt! So it is kind of sad to see uh, the end of one of our favorite characters here. Um, this one is uh, hitting me a little bit more than, say, Blaine did or Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very sad to see Matt go.
1: Yeah, and he... <laughs> He, he, he just goes out a lot more quickly than I had remembered when I was it's just abrupt, watching this isn't it? Yeah. It's so abrupt. He's shimmying along. And for some reason in my mind, that laser is tracing along him, along his arm and then his head for, I don't know, 30 seconds or something like that. But it's all of 10 seconds from when the laser appears to the blamo moment and mm. his head guacamole is all over the camera <laughs> behind him.
0: Yeah. It, it happened more abruptly than I remembered. Um, Mm -hmm. as we do this show, I've been trying to just watch one minute at a time and not watch ahead. Um, Mm -hmm. I find it gives me, I can kind of reflect on that minute a little bit easier and just try to focus on that one minute. And, uh, I knew this was coming up of course, but, um, when it, when it happened, I I was a bit surprised It just, there's not a lot of setup and fanfare to it, right? He's really just kind of moving through the jungle and then it just happens. And it it does feel very abrupt, Uh, but it's pretty great as as far as like deaths go in terms of special effects. uh, This is a pretty great one. I did like this. This is up there with Blaine's chest exploding.
1: Right. And the difference between Blaine's chest exploding is that happens off camera
0: Mm. where you see Blaine's
1: head as his chest explodes. And then it shows you his body after it just happened versus this is like showing you, everything you're seeing you know the back of his head come apart you're you're seeing the lead up to the death with the laser focusing in right on his head there there's there's no like cutaway to avoid like the most graphic part like it does with hawkins where you don't see anything but you see the aftermath you see uh, the blood go across and on his face or like we said with blaine you don't see the wound until after it happens you don't see the chest bursting right out yeah uh, but yeah, up until this point, it's <clears throat> the most graphic of the deaths. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see if more graphic deaths happen. But <laughs> for, but yeah, for the purpose of of this movie, it's just interesting that they chose to really have Mac so far have Mac. the most <laughs> Mac. Mac. Uh, had the most graphic of the deaths which is which is interesting cuz like i said before he's he's probably the most sympathetic i feel to all the characters he's the one who has had the most characterization and the the best acting so far with Bill Duke playing that part so well and it's just a huge loss there's, it's it's hard for me to kind of think about other characters in other movies who are like i cared about so much just like dying just like that i mean there's there's kind of a short list of all the movies i've seen where the character just goes out so violently just so Mercilessly,
0: yeah, that's it. Just what you said, mercilessly, right? Just, mm-hmm. just like you are uh, killing a mouse that's yep. in your house, or you know, getting rid of a some sort of rodent, right? Mm-hmm. A rat in the basement. Yeah, I, you're right. Like the combination of Bill Duke's performance with him starting to kind of lose his mind. He com- becomes very sympathetic. He's he's lost his best friend, and then just the abruptness and the violent of his death is, uh, it's effective in that it's shocking and and makes you feel for his character and makes you feel sad. So it's, it works if that's what they were going for. Yeah. Um, you know, but, um, yeah, this is, I, you're right. I guess this is the most violent death we've gotten so far, like that we could be able to see on camera with that exploding head right, right. there. Yeah. Which is a very cool effect. I, I don't know if you watch the, uh, commentary for this section D- did he elaborate at all about the special effects here or knowing McTurney no, John,
1: Mc- <laughs> yeah, John Mc commentary just goes silent during this minute he starts to talk about uh, the rating system about having to edit around mm-hmm. things for a, an R rating and the, with the MPAA but he doesn't go at all into the making of features here and I couldn't find anything about how they made this effect happen so I don't know the way uh, Max head is. I have to totally guess here, but the way Max head is shown from the back and it's frozen almost mannequin style before it explodes has me thinking that they just had something set up with a mannequin head and filled it full of I don't know some kind of goop and corn syrup and whatnot.
0: Yeah, when you watch it very slowly, like frame by frame, it uh, that's exactly what it looks like. Like because it's they've got some sort of mold. It looks like a human head. Um, but, but it's kind of shiny uh, although max head is shiny but yeah. it, it looks shiny like plastic shiny when you freeze it there and uh then yeah and then it just bursts and you get just that red goopy syrup and so yeah it's, it's like they put an m80 inside of a, a mannequin head or something yeah <laughs> you know, it's pretty be, effective. Be, it's very effective it's
1: i mean just that graphicness just that abrupt like you were saying just just that 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 abrupt uh extinguishing of his life it's just just really telling you the predator is playing for keeps the predator is just right collecting trophies like Anna Anna said but it's just gonna go the cowardly way it's gonna (laughs) cloak his way uh, through killing these uh, adversaries he's not taking them on in some kind of fair fight he's gonna go invisible but as, as much as I want to say going invisible, like Mac, Mac does see the laser sight. And I'm wondering why he's not doing something once he sees it. Is he just more, do you think, curious, like thinking something else is happening other than the predator when he sees those three dots?
0: I just, I I took that to just mean he realized he had been gotten, right? Mm-hmm. You look over, there's going to be a moment there of shock where you just sort of freeze. You're not quite sure what to do. And then you probably have a split second of resignation where you're like, well... That's it. He got me. As soon as I try to move, he's going to pull that trigger. And uh, th- that's kind of what I took away from that. Hey, did we – I can't remember. Is this the first time we've seen the three dots or did we get the three dots on Blaine? Uh, this is definitely the first time we saw the three
1: dots. And oh, speaking okay. of three dots, um, way, this when I took um, – sounds unrelated at first, but I'll connect it here. But back in college, I took a f- – was it kind of class as a not logic philosophy class?
0: Oh sure, I took one of those. Was, yeah,
1: it, but it was like the philosophy, like the logic of philosophy kind of class,
0: where like symbolic it was like, logic.
1: Yes, the the logic. So you'd use the little symbols. And do you remember mm-hmm. this three dot symbol in logic class? Oh yeah, it means therefore. It means therefore. It means like you're about to make your hypothesis based on
0: previous evidence and so right. whenever i made those three dots i would always think of the, the <laughs> that's funny that that um that symbol is used just generally in mathematics as well not just okay. in symbolic logic and yeah so like at the end of a, a paragraph proof or a, a flowchart proof you'll see that sometimes with uh yeah you see that little three dots therefore conclusion <laughs> proved proven or whatever <laughs> right so i guess you could say something like uh,
1: Mac can't really see the Predator, and uh, the Predator has a laser mounted sh- or a laser guided shoulder cannon. Therefore, Mac's head is jello coming at the camera.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I, uh, I didn't, I never thought of that. That's, that's, a, I like that math connection. Very nice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're, you're the math teacher. You're the math guy. You like that stuff. But this is, uh, Uh, The the reason I bring that up is it's kind of uh, the first appearance of sort of an iconic Predator thing, the three dot Mm -hmm. laser sight, right? Like it comes up several times here in the first film, but I feel like it's used quite extensively in Predator 2, Mm -hmm. uh, the three dots. And I don't know about the Alien versus Predator movies. At the very least, we we have to lose Mac, but we get the very first use of the iconic three dot laser sighting. There's that.
1: It's it's interesting. I mean, he must be using the, do you think he's using the laser here at the same setting he killed Blaine Mm. or maybe a little bit less? Because when he killed Blaine, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of man to take out right there. It's a lot of midsection to take out.
0: Yeah. And Blaine's death was like, I mean, it looked like there was like a bunch of blood packs in a leaf blower when they were shooting that (laughs) out of him, right? Like that, it was a big shot. So I almost feel like he dials it down here because he's got a close up headshot and just enough to explode his cranium and uh that's enough. Yeah, yeah. And we'll
1: we'll talk more about the continuity about what Dylan sees a couple minutes actually mm-hmm. next minute. Uh we'll we'll talk more about that how that doesn't necessarily line up with what we just saw happen mm-hmm. on camera because it doesn't really line up um later on but we we can talk more about continuity wise what Max <laughs> front of his head should be looking like by now. So we ended last minute talking about the music and the strings sounding very Lucky, almost, I don't know, reminiscent of Peter and the Wolf with this
0: yeah. like, Peter and the Wolf guitar. Yep.
1: Yeah, just, just kind of. I don't know, kind of making a way through the jungle kind of sound. Nothing really dangerous about that music. And that's mm-hmm. what it carries over from the last minute here. And then all of a sudden, as that laser shows up on his arm and moves to his head, and then we see this great axiom cut, it's called where it zooms or it takes from the wider shot and zooms right to his face. And the next mm. uh, cut, right. um, the strings ramp right up and the horns ramp right up right before uh, the predator kills him with the headshot.
0: Yeah, and that's part of the abruptness. I think uh, the effectiveness of the score there, that plucky sound starts to, when you first hear that, it, it sounds cartoonish almost, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it lets you sit back in your chair a little bit, like, oh, Max just going for a little jaunt here through the jungle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do, 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 do. and all of a sudden that the, we get the laser sighting and the music shifts. And before you can even notice that the music has shifted, His head explodes. Like it happens so quick, and so it does a good job of lulling you into uh, just you know, I don't know submission, but just uh, you're you're just not expecting what's coming forward. Mm -hmm. Oh, poor Mac. Mac. All right. Well, uh, as is tradition, I, I have a limerick here to celebrate. Max, life. Should we do it now, or are we the end of the minute? What do you think? Uh, I think we do it now because we just—I mean,
1: it just happened. It's still fresh. I need—I yeah. I need a little bit of healing now. I need to,
0: some some words. All right. <laughs> let's, let's see what we got here. So, <laughs>
1: rustling papers. I
0: love it. Yeah. The first limerick was titled Hawkins. There once was a nice guy on a chopper. He killed bad guys who lived in Palapas. He made Billy croak with a vagina joke. But what's left of him now resembles lasagna. The second one was titled Blaine. He claimed to have no time to bleed. But this sexual Tyrannosaurus had his chest blown into the forest and now his shirt no longer says MTV. Blaine. 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 This one is titled Mac. 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 He shaved with a single blade bick. He sang to the heavens while killing a pig. His bald head glistens while the predator listens. Then his head erupts like a bloody oil rig.
1: Oh that was descriptive and and sad. Thank you. There it is. R.I.P. Mac. 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 Build the statue. This is where the Mac Memorial limerick uh, shall live forever.
0: (laughs) We'll put it on a plaque. A
1: plaque.
0: (laughs) A Mac plaque. Mac plaque. Mac. Oh. (laughs) Oh, well, have we done Mac justice here? Should we move on to the last... 20 seconds or so to get us primed for the next minute so the second part of the minute we uh, we cut back to Dylan
1: Dylan Dylan Dylan! who pauses this is right after the laser blast takes out Mac's head yeah Um, Dylan pauses as if he heard something some kind of echo of the laser blast we don't know Uh, he resumes walking through the bush we cut back to Mac's head falling back blood pouring back back from the back of his head we cut to what Mac must have seen, what raised his eyebrows before he died, uh, looking upward between the logs at this mostly invisible predator just stepping away. Uh, we see Mac's boots twitching as the predator steps away. Then mm-hmm. we cut in the last couple of seconds to Anna Anna falling through the bush and making some kind of grunting sounds as the minute ends, giving us, hey, our first dialogue free minute in a long time.
0: Yeah. A long time. Mm. So, a couple mm. good things here. The uh, cutting back to Max' Mac. head, just Mac's. sort of like resting against this log, and all the blood slowly trickling off of his head and his his shoulders is c- quite gruesome. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a it's a really good effect because his you know it just sort of like. Lo- it, his body lumps back onto this log, and uh, I, I feel like after that explosion, his head should actually be more exploded here than it is. Yeah, there's a little bit of a continuity error there, but we get it's sort of our one last final look at Mac as he uh, hits his eternal resting spot. Uh, just and there's, to- there's- this log there's blood all over his shoulders too all over yeah he's like soaked in it uh and you know it's really just sort of like pouring like dripping off of his head like long strings of of goo like dripping from his head it's pretty gnarly yeah and then we see
1: the predator just stepping off him just like oh
0: yeah you should feel real proud of yourself you punk Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's just, like I said, uh, it's, it's just like he exterminated a rat in the basement. Like he just looks at it for a minute and then walks along. And yeah. I mean, this is the next one.
1: If this doesn't make you just hate the predator, I, I don't know what can. Mm-hmm. And before it was kind of like this mild curiosity, this enemy just couldn't see who was just super dangerous. But here he's just like, I don't know the way, way he takes him out. Just, oh, it makes me so mad. And he just walks off.
0: Just walks off. Yeah, they're really the, the series of deaths here from the, the rest of the team does a good job of, of just kind of building up, getting you on Arnold's side for the third act.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I kind of forget about that. We just see this this group of people systematically die one by one by one. And uh, watching this minute by minute with you, you get real attached. And so when I, we first started this I, I think at one point you asked me who my favorite character was, and I, and I said the predator, um, which is still kind of true, because he's one of my favorite villains of any movie. Right. But as the film goes along, you really start to, to dislike him for his just cruel and emotionless killing of this family of dudes that you've really gotten to know, <laughs> you know? Right. So by the time we get to the showdown with Arnold, I, I have a feeling I'll be one hundred percent on Arnold's side here. Anything else from this last section? Here we talked about uh, the head exploding and dripping blood. We talked about the predator standing there. His twitching boots is pretty unnerving.
1: Yeah, it's it's just just adding uh, insult to to injury or yeah to fatal injury because it's like yeah we're just gonna just keep on and just like is is nerves are still twitching as they're still <laughs> they're still firing it just makes his death all the more gruesome for yeah. a character that i was i've been feeling such sympathy and um affection for it's like yeah he's, he's really gonna suffer even past death like come on come on john McTiernan. of all the people like he's he's the one i connected
0: to yeah right uh, so we we do have a couple other characters and we get sort of reaction shots here from them we get dylan uh, he hears something i assume he hears the explosion of the gun or max exploding head or the laser hitting the Mac. the ground after the head it's enough to make him turn his head and stop what he's doing mm-hmm. his reaction and at the very end of the minute we cut very quickly to the, is that anna streaking through the jungle there you know yeah is
1: that? yeah it is it is anna anna Um, I had to watch the beginning of the next minute just to confirm that she's just, I think leading the rest of the group um, away from what's happening here with uh, Mac and Dylan and the predator.
0: Uh, She's really cooking through the jungle here. Do you think she's, she's heard the, the predator's gun or is this just how she goes through the jungle?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point because earlier in the movie, that's how she's kind of, it, it's a, it seems very reminiscent of when she's being pushed around as a prisoner with the hands mm-hmm. bound, how they're pushing her and she's fallen down. And then at one point she throws leaves in Dylan's face much earlier in the movie right. when she's uh sandbagging it. According to Dylan. Come on, sweetie. Stop sandbagging it. Now get up <laughs> um, but here. I, I, I take it to be just, she's kind of desperately trying to escape with uh, Arnold and Billy and Panchito. So, it doesn't really like style matters not here. It's just, just keep moving towards, uh, towards the exit, towards the evacuation.
0: So yeah. And and she just like jumps down on her belly and slides down that little Hill. And then kind of starts army crawling there. Right. I don't, I don't think she heard the laser. Do you think she heard the laser? I don't think so. I, well, I don't think so. I, think, so. I think she's just moving with a purpose here because she knows the urgency of the situation. Okay. Yeah.
1: Can, can we discuss really quick at second 54 what that is? I don't, we see the predator walk away. Like yeah. clearly he's just walking. He's on top of the logs. He's moving away from where he just shot Mac in the head. We, we go to 54 slash minute 55 and you see Max, the bottom of Max boots twitching or his right boot twitching. And he's laying facing kind of at a decline away from the camera and something above him is retracting. What in the world is it? looks like something covered in like a dead fern. It almost looks like yeah. a gas mask. Is, is that like the camera maybe? They just kind of left in frame on accident. And they, uh, I, my guess is maybe they had something originally filmed that they cut out, like
0: more gruesome from the front of his head. The way I read this was that this was supposed to be just, the the previous shot is the predator stepping away and i just assumed that this was supposed to just show some continuity there of the predator stepping away and so we were just supposed to see some rustling leaves uh on the log as he moves off whatever they were using to like create try to create that effect i think kind of they just left whatever a, device that is frame yeah it just looks like yeah i don't i don't know it, you're right you can see it's not the cloaked predator it's so it maybe a I wanna say a foot or a hand, but I don't know if that's right either. But they're lowering or lifting something there in order to give the illusion that the, the leaves are moving. But yeah, you're right. They really obviously like leave this thing in the frame. It's kind of funny, actually, looking at it. Over right. over. It couldn't be the predator's leg. That would imply that the predator's leg was like like down over, in that.
1: Dilla, over Mac's head, like oh, Mac yeah. had to like crawl yeah. right next to the predator's leg, which is not what they're showing you when the predator's walking off of the logs.
0: Yeah, I think it might just be a little, a little goof in the, the special effects work there. I don't know.
1: It's one of these things I don't really notice unless I'm watching this second by second.
0: All right, well, we've covered it. We forced ourselves to discuss max demise. Oh, oh, Mac- I need to update
1: Mac. 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 Mac, 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 We need to update the kill count because we are at oh, ninety-six. Man. It's been a while. it a while. So. There were 95 kills before this minute, one this minute. 96. And we originally called We originally called the wild pig one of the bad guys, but then I think someone convinced us to move the wild pig into a good bike. <laughs> <guy>. I think <laughs> that was me. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was like, uh, he's just a pig hanging out in the jungle doing pig things. Yeah, it's like in what fault. way is he bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Mac. Alright, oh, we'll kill count up to 96 Mac. You know, we'll try to Instead of uh, dwelling on The sadness, we'll try to celebrate Mac's life here, right? Yes. So here's to you, Mac Thank you for bringing us Mac. 72 minutes of entertainment and joy And uh, till, till next time Till next Mac. time, anytime. anytime Anytime It is Mac time mm. Alright, well are we into uh, weekly recommends? Is that what we're doing? Yep, we're dipping into the weekly recommend section where we recommend different things to our audience. All right. Well, uh, I'll jump in if that's cool. Um, okay. And I'm going to recommend. Uh, I have often recommended things associated with this website and podcast. And I'm going to do the same thing again today. Is it at this movie? It is. <laughs> that what you were going to do? No, I just... I know how much you love F This Movie. Yeah, yeah. You know who introduced me to F This Movie? Was it Mac? Mac. It was you. Yay! Yeah. And uh, F This Movie is a great little independent uh, website and podcast, but... Um, The uh, guy, Patrick Bromley, that runs it is very passionate about film and he does lots of cool little things throughout the year to celebrate movies. And one of the ones that's really fun that he does is every March, he does what's called F This Movie Fest. And it's uh, called an all Twitter film festival. And the idea is that he programs uh, a series of films uh, to watch during the day and they're all given time slots And then everyone who participates watches all these movies at the same time from the comfort of their own home. And then uh, everyone tweets about it, kind of live tweets the movie as you're watching it using the hashtag FThisMovieFest. And it's uh, really fun. And every year he chooses a lineup that celebrates a particular year in movies. Hmm. And so this year he is celebrating movies of 1990. So this is right in my wheelhouse. Have you seen the lineup yet, John? No, but I can kind of mosey my way over. It's in my... Yeah, well, I'll I'll go through them real quickly if you'll humor me here. Um, It starts at 10 a.m. Central Time. You can go to fthismovie.com and and see all the specifics about time slots and stuff. But uh, it starts at 10 a.m. Central Time with one of my favorite movies of all time Mm -hmm. uh and what i consider to be the greatest pg-13 horror film ever made and that is tremors at 10 Mm -hmm. a.m uh followed by teenage ninja turtles the first one i i could tell you like exactly my just lifetime experience around that movie going to see it in the theater and like being raised on the ninja turtles and like what an experience that was oh yeah i that movie just hit me at the perfect time we were both Mm -hmm. what like 10 11 years old then Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, like absolutely perfect time. Uh, followed by Dick Tracy. Um, followed by Hard to Kill starring Steven Seagal, which is a movie I know I watched several times uh, as an, a young teenager, but have not seen in forever. So I'm excited to revisit that one. Followed by Dark Darkman, a Sam Raimi, uh, kind of dark superhero movie. And then to cap things off at 8 p.m., we get Paul Verhoeven's Total Recall on, Hagen, you got what you want. Give these people air. Yes. All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So a pretty great lineup of six films. Um, go to FThisMovie.com, check out the post about it, and uh, if you're like me, you won't be able to participate all day long, but whenever I kind of get a chance, I'll flip the movie on, pull up my phone and Twitter, and just kind of follow along when I can. And it's really, really fun. So there's my recommend awesome oh yeah. I, and is your profile picture on twitter still the graboids from tremors it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> shirt that I have, yeah <laughs> that's good is that a shirt that you actually own yeah it's a uh, oh. It it looks like the jurassic park logo but yes it's, yeah instead of uh, the dinosaur is a uh, is a graboid and it says graboids. <laughs> oh, that's great one of my favorites, yeah yeah i i remember
1: watching that movie when I was little and being scared of it and then watching it again when I was quite a bit older and just realizing just how campy goodness it was.
0: It's it's a perfect film. Like, it's such a perfectly crafted little horror movie that's funny and silly and has great practical creature effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's pre-CGI so they have to get creative in how they show these monsters and it's just so good i love it so much um so i'm excited to kick it off i'm definitely be watching tremors that morning and probably scarring my children while i do it nice it definitely has one of my favorite
1: character actors in fred ward oh yeah he was he was in make a gun 33 33 and a third and he just yeah. has all the best lines in that movie so it's just, it's just some, he's just someone immortalized to me growing up watching him on uh Naked gun movie, so anytime he pops up, it's just just a, a treat, a, de- a delight. Keep flashing the big eyes now, personally balance and rotate your jaw.
0: Hey, you know who you're talking to? The man is Rocco Dillon. Dillon, where's your prison number? It's unlisted. Just call me Nick the Slasher McGurk. Look, Hamhead, I'm the muscle in this pen. You just stay out of my way. A delight. Delight. Delightful. What do you got for us this week, John? What are we recommending? Oh, man, you like sprung that on me. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you didn't at all.
1: Um, I've been watching quite a bit of the Star Wars Clone Wars series. It's uh,
0: one know. of these kind of... Did I talk about this before? Talked about it uh, only to recommend one episode that had the uh, Jesse Ventura impersonator. Oh, that was for Star Wars Rebels. See, that was a different oh.
1: CG Star Wars <laughs> <Okay>. series.
0: Nerd! <laughs> Nerd! Uh,
1: but this is a series that I think is seven seasons long now. Uh, Disney just started back up uh, with the last official season of Clone Wars. But this is something that started in the George Lucas days of Star Wars back in 2007, I believe, before he sold it to Disney, several years before he sold it to Disney. He went about creating a series telling the actual story of the Clone Wars that they refer to really briefly a couple times in the original trilogy. And then they show a little bit of in the prequel trilogy, but not really showing any details of just kind of the formation of the army and then the conclusion of the Clone Wars across two movies in the prequels. Um, But this one dives into all the different stories that the different Jedi are experiencing during the Clone Wars, uh, the different clone troopers themselves, and I, I have to praise this series for just like, one, how Star Wars everything is, because it's very Star Warsy, y uh, but two, just like how no holds barred, just very like the Predator Merciless this series can be, where they're just wiping out clone troopers and Jedi mm-hmm. left and right, like these uh, you would think long-lasting characters who are just on it for like maybe an episode or two, and then they're just killed very mercilessly, very unceremoniously. Like, oh well, okay, that person's dead now, and uh, you don't you don't necessarily expect that from a CG show that looks kid-friendly. But I would say it is not a kid-friendly show. It's it's uh, pretty nihilistic at times. We're, <laughs> we're talking about like the realities of war and um, all the bad that comes with that. So I recommend for something that might be kind of unexpectedly uh, I don't know, adult-like in nature, that's Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and you can find that on Disney+. Plus. There it is. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, for example, and I'll just point this one out because it really made me think of you. Uh, There's <laughs> one episode where they come across these... Aliens that are brought back to life with these, like, little Slither-like bugs. And so, like, they're basically, like, these unkillable monsters. And, of course, the little Slither-like bug makes its way into some of the troopers. And, like, they become, like, these undead soldiers that they basically have to, you know, blow up in the ship as they flee a battle or something like that. Like, it's very uh,
0: Slither-slash-Night-of-the-Creeps-like. Wow. Yeah, I love it. I love a good undead soldier.
1: Yeah, exactly. Is very much in that uh, vein. Nice, nice. uh, Speaking of veins, where can people find you? (laughs)
0: Oh, you can find me on the Twitter. All my veins there. Carl underscore hungus three one four. Come follow me on the Twitter. My name is Carl. I expert. All right. We'll do that. And you can find Predator Minute on the
1: Twitter at Predator Minute. You can email the show Predator Minute at gmail.com or you can join the listeners and creators conversation at the Predator Minute listeners palapa. Target that center of that palapa.
0: Target the center of the palapa. Target's the center of the palapa. Mac. Nah. Everyone out there, uh, all of our listeners out there, please do uh, pour a, a little glass of something for Mac tonight. And mm. uh, Mac celebrate our, our favorite character in style. Exactly. Come pay us some respects.
1: Mm-hmm. In, in what way you see fit for our fallen calm Mac rad. <laughs> Terrible, uh, and it's it's been a long, long time. It's been a while since been a while uh, since yeah. I pointed out that our opening and closing bumper music is provided by Chaosware. That's K A O S W A R E. Who I asked way before I even started producing this show if I could use his cover of the Predator theme that he did on the electric guitar, and he said yes. Uh, and I'm so grateful for that to have Chaosware backing us up, backing up the podcast. So thanks Chaosware. Awesome. Uh, you awesome. Check him out. Check out that video. Uh, I believe it's called predator, heavy metal cover, something like that. You'll know you're late. You're at the right video because in the video, he puts some effect on his guitar where he makes the guitar look like it's actively camouflaged a la hmm. the predator. Nice. Yeah. So on that note, Hey, Oh, um, <laughs> 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 For all things Predator Minute seventy two, I'm John Zabriskie, and I'm Jeff Glover. And until next time, stick around. Stick around. I'm gonna carve your name into him. I'm gonna cut your name into. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Mac. 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 Mac, knack, mac, mac. Mac, knack, Mac, knack, mac, 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 knack mac, mac, knack, neck, knack. Mac When the clock strikes, half past six, eight. Dead ass Time to head for any time. Gold light. What the fuck? It's a
1: good time. It's time for little painless. Dinner at me.